one. Yep, 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 yep. It's the New Mind Collective podcast. Welcome back. It is great like to have you. I like the new intro. You like that? I like the new intro that's going on here. Appreciate it. Um, actually, believe it or not, that intro is actually the New Mind Collective podcast outro. And uh, I got a, got a couple. You said you knew that? I said I don't believe it. You don't believe it? False. Fake. Fake news. Oh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I got a couple of suggestions from people that actually liked the, the outro music and felt like that would be a good uh, good way to bring in the podcast. has, you know, kind of a nice beat and flow to it. And, uh, you know, not everybody's ready to come into the dojo first thing, you know? They, they might they might want to hear what we have to say on the podcast, and then they hear that, you know, kind of Japanese garden uh, <laughs> flute music, and, yeah. you know, maybe they don't have their kimono. Uh, you know, ready yet? Maybe, 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 maybe it's being dry cleaned. You know? Maybe their feng shui's off. Yeah, they they gotta get that ready. So we try to come in with something a little bit more, you know, jazzy, you know, city beat type feel, and uh, you know, <laughs> get get warmed up that way. But uh, absolutely, yeah. But back with uh, back with me today is uh, is a returning guest of ours, Austin Fox. Pleasure to have you back, man. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Well, we did, we definitely, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> had to get back in and do our our part two. You know, every time we get into a a conversation, we always seem to seem to get in a nice flow and um, you know, discovering yeah. different things and, and uncovering stuff. And and last well, time, mainly, mainly mainly I get a nice flow. You just kind of you just kind of there for the most part. Yeah, I'm just a prop, pretty much. <laughs> I'm a prop with a microphone. He's setting this whole thing up. Uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, it's uh, you know, it's a fun-loving, carefree environment we got going on here. You know, we're just we're just a couple of guys. Uh, I'm not even gonna do it. I was gonna say up to no correct. Good. We are yes, we are a couple of guys. That is I a was, fact. I, well, I was gonna say up to no good, and I didn't want to go into the into the first principle layer. Uh, theme song, which I felt like I would prefer I said, that you did. You would, you you would prefer that I did. I would prefer that you did. That I did go into it. Yeah, I mean, I just I love that show. Well, you know, yeah. you're just you're just a Will Smith fanboy from way back. That's what it is. <laughs> Will Smith fanboy. That pretty much sums me up. I mean, I, I heard you said that uh, since Will Smith was able to go platinum. Uh, and a hip hop album without using any curse words. You thought that was that was. That was I thought. No, let me, whoa, don't take me out of context, that. dude. I'm strong, Amy. <laughs> uh, I th- Maybe that was somebody I else. I thought that Will Smith was a good rapper for not, you know, using swear words like he's, you know, for being, I guess, for the most part, a clean rapper. You want to? Is that like hygienically terminology? Yeah, like uses soap and deodorant. <laughs> Yeah, it's just open to you and all these other rappers are like, you know, like Axe Body Spray. Oh. And, and, and not any of the good sense. Yeah, none of the good sense, like freaking chocolate and Ooh. Uh, Wolfthorn. Wolf Actually, no, wait, Wolfthorn's Old Spice, <laughs> never mind. 
Hey, and, and no disrespect to Axe Body Spray or Old Spice, you know, we know it's hard to stay innovative and, and be coming out with new delicious scents for, uh, you know, strapping young men as ourselves constantly. <laughs> if, uh, if you want anybody for your R&D department or testing or spoke people, we're here for you, you know, <laughs> we, can, we can boost the sales in no time. But if you New Mind Collective taking uh, applications for sponsors, right here. <laughs> you, you heard it first here. How did you first? <laughs> so, Austin, your neck, uh, your neck of the woods. Before we get back to uh, what I was saying about why we have you back today, in your neck of the woods, what's the what's the weather uh, been like? It's been literally all over the place. Like, uh, I think Sunday it was like storming. Monday it was really nice, warm weather, and then Tuesday it was cold, freezing weather. It was all over the place it's no rhyme or rhythm yeah i was saying uh i was saying on the podcast uh last night actually that it was it's been crazy but today it's it seemed like it was warmed up again it was in i think probably like 70 75 (laughs) and it's supposed to be in the 70s later and i uh took a instagram pic this morning uh down by the pool after i was working out at the gym and I thought about tanning for a little while. It's like in that in-between stage, but I can't wait. I can't wait for summer. You got any? You you got anything you're looking forward to summertime, or just uh, you like the heat, or not really, brother? Hello. Did we lose? We lost our guy. Austin Fox. Well, I'm just trying to get a feel for whether or not, um, you know, being a Florida native like myself, whether or not he enjoys the intense heat or whether he prefers the the fall. There he is. You back? Uh, I hope so. Well, I can hear you. So that's a good that's a good indicator. I don't know what happened there. Little technical difficulties. The internet decided to stop working for you. Net net neutrality. Net neutrality's been ruining America. (laughs) Turning the frogs gay. (laughs) You ever seen that? You ever seen that by Alex Jones? Yeah, they're turning the frogs gay. Turning Uh, the frickin' frogs gay. Alex Jones is hilarious. Alex Jones is my hero. (laughs) I I love that man. Uh, it cracks me up. But anyway, so uh, I was asking you before, did you have anything in, during the summer that you're looking forward to? It's coming up. Over the summer? Um, looking forward to. Me and a couple of my friends were thinking about going to PAX, but then, again, it just passed a couple days ago. PAX is uh, kind of like a gaming convention that we were thinking about going to, but oh, okay. it passed. Um, if not, we'll probably just get together and maybe just go somewhere. I don't know. I was thinking about maybe going like a skiing lodge or something like that. I think that'd be fun. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Is I wonder if they like just like up in like a cabin or to go skiing or snowboarding somewhere. I'd love to. Yeah, I've always wanted to try out snowboarding. I've heard it's a lot like skateboarding, just downhill all the time. Just downhill and on snow and on snow, of course. And with no wheels and yeah. no trucks, so nothing like skateboarding. <laughs> and you're strapped in. Yeah, but you know, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, of course. What? It's, it's pretty. Much, <laughs> honestly, I feel like it's it's pretty similar. But I was gonna ask: Is there any places in the that 
like in the summer that that still have snow? Like I'm sure you know. You have to go. You have to go very north, I'd imagine. Yeah, like like Canada. Canada, yeah. Canada. Canada. Yeah. Well, I've I've wanted to go to Canada. So if you're looking for any uh, any uh, companions, I'd be down. Just saying. Yeah, I'm afraid it's it's a no for me, dog. It's a, it's a no for, okay all right man it's a no for me dog it's a close invitation I'm not cool enough I get it I understand well that's cool man I didn't want to I didn't want to go out and say it but yeah well listen you know since 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 we can't be friendly let's just get down and brass tacks here How about that? <laughs> no want to uh, get me off want to get me off the show get to this as quick as possible yeah well no I was gonna um, what I was starting to say earlier I guess I'll come back to the topic for today's podcast. We were going to follow up into our part two. Uh, <clears throat> like you said, we were talking last time about, um, you know, legislature and different parts of society and things that are going on and, and going wrong and, and potential um, fixes and remedies for that. And we weren't really able to come down to the the crux of, of what I feel like you know, eventually this whole political, you know, geopolitical storm is moving towards <clears throat> is the definition of some sort of universal law, you know, or one or one world government or, you know, not to get it, not speaking of Alex Jones, not to start talking about the globalists or anything. <laughs> no, I mean, it you makes... Don't get, you don't want to get into that territory. Yeah, we're not going, we're not going there, but I think that there, I think it's a, a well-known fact, if I'm not mistaken, that like, there's a lot of <clears throat> rich and powerful people that uh, want a one-world government or think that it would be more efficient that way to just have a certain amount of leaders and they, and they govern the, the whole yeah, world. Yeah, like the Bilderberg Group, uh, Rockefeller... Yeah, like I mean, big business. Right. Yeah, I guess I guess partially, you know, stuff like that and um but also like in Europe you can see the European, you know, European Union and there's different, you know, organizations where they're trying to group different countries and um provinces and stuff like that together and on the one hand it makes sense. Mm. But one thing that's always been set apart from that is, you know, the United States. We've always prided ourselves on being set apart and, and being our own independent nation. And, you know, I mean, it's we celebrate Independence Day. So yeah. we've always tried to be, you know, trendsetters and, you know, charting our own course. And a trend that I've noticed that's really popular, especially in, you know, the colleges and universities, that's, this is the main place I've seen it. You know, I haven't talked to too many people in person that believe this. They might have alluded to it, but they, they didn't haven't come, they haven't come right out and say it, but the question of the Constitution gets brought up and whether or not, you know, it's a relevant document, <clears throat> whether or not we need to address any of the amendments in the Bill of Rights, and what's going to be necessary to create this harmonious, utopian world that we all think we should be able to, you know, reach and attain to? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. Uh, I feel like I've heard it a good bit, actually, you know, saying that maybe the Constitution isn't a relevant document because, you know, they don't, a lot of people have different opposing views 
on like some of the amendments, like obviously gun control, um, freedom of speech. People are having conflicting views on these, and then people who do, they obviously bring up like the idea, well, if we're having all these conflicting views, does that make the Constitution a relevant or a well thought out document? So you think that you think that the reason the question of the Constitution's relevance comes into play is because people think that if they can't agree, then it's not any, then it can't be, then it can't be used as like a legislative tool. Is that? Well, I mean, yeah, like obviously, a link in a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know that uh, saying, like people have a, you know, differing viewpoints. I mean. Obviously, people are always going to have differing viewpoints. You have two men in a room; they're always going to be one disagreeing with the other. It's kind of what I've always thought. But I mean, yeah, like these people who have these, you know, afflicting viewpoints. If they feel like maybe their liberties are, like with gun control, for instance, a lot of people feel like there should be banning of all guns. Although I wouldn't say a lot of people. I'd say there. I've heard people say it before. I've met people who you know believe that. And people who say you shouldn't be uh, allowed free speech because some people feel like, you know, you might offend others by using quote-unquote microaggressions or those things. And so they feel like the Constitution isn't really protecting certain groups of people, maybe like young students in schools or minority groups. So you've met people that actually think that the that don't think that the uh, First Amendment should be applied anymore? I, I haven't met people with the First Amendment. I have met people with the Second Amendment that, who disagree with that. I have, Yes, I have met people like that, but they, nobody with the First Amendment. I've heard, I've seen like interviews sure. about the First Amendment, but I've never met anybody personally for the first one. Gotcha. But, the, but you have met people that think that the Second Amendment should be done away with and people shouldn't have the right to carry Not guns. done away with, but definitely changed, they feel like. <laughs> gotcha. So just gun, basically just gun prohibition and gun, gun reform. Gotcha. Yeah, like a lot of gun reform. Gotcha. Well, where do you, I mean, having you on, where do you, where do you kind of lean? I mean, do you think that the Constitution is still relevant? And do you think that the, all the amendments are intact? What do you think should be done on that legislative and political side to, you know, kind of bring order to the, the, to the civil unrest and kind of turmoil that's plaguing the country right now? I mean, like, I feel like, to disagreeing sides, it's starting to get very emotional, you know, with obviously the school shooting travesties and um, people speaking, feeling like they're being uh, oppressed, you know, with free speech. It becomes a very emotional thing, and it's hard to bring reason and order to that and be like, oh, where can we compromise? You know, like these people are probably, you know, out for blood and they want, they want something to change and they're not going to be, because they're using their emotions rather than rational thought. Yeah. It's just like my opinion. So it's going to be very hard to just for them to say or whoever, like, we just need to compromise somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely a high level of emotions that are involved. I mean, anytime there's there's the the loss of life or the loss of life is involved in, in an issue, there's definitely going to be a high a high emotional level surrounding it. And so I don't, I, mean, I can I don't, understand that. Sure, and, and I don't, and I, I get what you're saying. I don't think that everybody that um, you know has has a strong emotional response, it automatically makes them incapable of rational thinking, or you know being logical. But it does make the the situation a little bit more messy. And I think part of the problem is people 
since there is such a high emotional response, they expect something to be done. And so, you know, you could make the democratic argument that, you know, if, 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 if there's such a high number of people that want something to get accomplished, then you're right, there should be some sort of compromise or, or something done to kind of appease, um, appease everyone. But my kind of opinion and position on it is that I don't necessarily think that, you know, that's going to solve the, that's necessarily going to solve the problem. And I don't think that just because there is such a, you know, strong emotional response that, that that means that anything has to be done at all. You know what I mean? Just because there's, just because there's a strong feeling behind something doesn't necessarily mean that there's a, a rational argument you know, propelling it or motive or being the main motivation behind it. So why would we necessarily change anything? Not saying that there isn't rationale behind it. And that's, you know, we can get more into that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that, you know, they're getting emotional about it. So obviously something needs to change. I'm saying that, they feel like something needs to change. And I feel like we should be able to come together as, you know, people and like a country and say, just like sit down and talk to each other without being emotional and saying like what actually needs to be done with rational and like take a path of logic saying like this, you know, we compromise here and maybe change this around. Cause I feel like, honestly, I'm seeing America. I feel my opinion, you may disagree, but I think like maybe even America's the most divided it's ever been since maybe even like civil war times, you know, people are yelling at other people, telling them you're oppressing these people or uh, you don't agree with me. So you're a white supremacist. I mean, I just like, I've heard stuff like that online and I feel like there's just a lot of hate and unrest in, you know, society today. Just because, uh, you know, the internet obviously gives more tools to express like, uh, you know, express ideas and people, you know, disagreeing with each other. And I feel like that, kind of breeds hatred sure well you know i think a a big part of that is just perception i mean i'm don't get me wrong it's it's easy for me to fall into the um you know the trap or temptation of thinking that you know uh, the outside world is super scary and you know everybody's mad at everybody else and you know it's not safe and and what have you However, I don't know how much of that, and I think I've, I've talked about this on previous episodes, I don't know how much of that is just motivated by, by fear and how much of that is, is propagated by the mainstream media and just things that I've seen and whether or not I'm just kind of buying into some sort of narrative that I'm being told or whether or not you know, that kind of stuff is actually taking place you know, in society or in the public. I mean, do you think that, I mean, yeah. sorry, sorry, I mean, do you think, because I see the same stuff on the internet too, I see the Facebook posts, I see the tweets, I see, you know, uh, the YouTube videos, and it looks really, really bad, and I'm not even saying mm-hmm. that it's not bad, but is that another thing like, <clears throat> you know, the people being against the First Amendment, is that something that you've actually witnessed firsthand, or is that something that that you could potentially be you know, just kind of, uh, subscribing to the narrative as well. I mean, no, like I've done, I've seen, you know, um, like whenever 
saw a video online. Ben Shapiro was wanting to speak. I think it was University of Utah, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there was a strike going on outside by the students. And the, one of the reporters interviewed one of the students. And he was saying, you know, do you not believe in free speech? And he, uh, the student said, no, I don't. You know, I don't think the Constitution is a relevant document. I don't believe that free speech is, you know, should be allowed. Because yeah. he doesn't feel like the Constitution is relevant. You know, I've definitely heard that stuff before. More than, like, more than just that instance. Sure. <clears throat> well, I guess the, the thing that's hard, though, is because I've seen a lot of those videos, too. I mean, I spent a lot of time watching them. And <clears throat> one thing that I'm just not sure of is, you know, how much of that is just kind of propaganda. You know, because it's so easy to shoot mm-hmm. a video now <clears throat> yeah. and upload it to YouTube. And, you know, there's definitely people out there that shoot videos and they're trying to portray a certain, you know, image or narrative to try to get you to believe a certain story. And that's one of my frustrations, frustrations is I'm, I, you know, it's, it's hard to know what to believe really. Mm. I don't know if you... I mean, yeah, like there's, there's such a, there's such a constant stream of, you know, just information and it's hard to like fish out what's you know the truth and what's just you know propaganda to you know exacerbate your fears and those kinds you know things along those lines it's definitely hard so you like really have to take everything with a grain of salt and realize you know maybe like real just i guess evaluate how much truth there could be to certain things yeah i mean one of the things that that i'm trying to become uh, a bigger advocate and spokesperson of is just you know self-education and um being a researcher and just really trying to get to the bottom of things because it's a lot of people um i would say like the majority or the masses you know there's there's a large group of people that tend to ascribe to just whatever they're told you know it's really easy for them to just believe whatever they're told and to have a nice story and that you know makes sense to them and is clearly defined and they can live their life uh, according to that whether or not it's even true maybe they don't care or it's not that big of a deal for them they just want to have the structure and they want to be you know kind of content in 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 their world and then there's other people that you know maybe are trying to dig a little bit more under the surface and they're seeking out, you know, knowledge and information. Maybe they're going to college or to a university or uh, what have you. But at the same time, if you're, you know, a certain teacher or professor, they're, whatever they're teaching you is just also something they've been taught, you know, and there's new discoveries and stuff that come out all the time. So I think it's really important for people to, you know, question their findings and other people's findings and, that's why one of the big things you hear about in the in the scientific community is peer review, because if you have you know a lot of people that are the same the same profession, they can kind of hold each other accountable as far as you know the information that comes out. Unfortunately, yeah, like, unfortunately, us go go ahead. Oh no, you can finish that. No, I was just going to say, unfortunately, and you know, in the news, I think there used to be a higher level of accountability there, or at least kind of integrity to where they would want to be putting out accurate information. And I think, unfortunately, we've drifted so far into this entertainment culture 
that entertainment's more important than truth or accuracy, and so there's less accountability because it's like, oh, well, everybody's kind of, you know, fudging these facts and kind of, you know, uh, spicing up the stories just to get more viewership, even though they're not necessarily doing their due diligence when it comes to fact-checking. Oh, no, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, It's... I feel like it's you know you were like you were saying uh, entertainment because I feel like entertainment gets more views than some pi- sometimes people not wanting to hear the truth or um, not wanting to I guess be like told something at you know face value I guess it's it's just easier to live in your own world you know and believe what you want to believe rather than maybe seeing something that's wrong and feeling like you have the obligation to go out and fix it. Yeah. Say that. Say that again about the obligation to go fix it. Uh, obligation to fix it. No, the whole <laughs> like just back up and repeat that yeah, couple statements. Thing. I thought it was. Uh, it was good. Uh, I was just saying that people would rather be you know fed kind of. I mean, some people, not all people, obviously. There's obviously people like the Newman Collective, but uh, some people that would rather Amen. just be fed you know what they want to hear. And other than maybe something that kind of provokes them to actually like learn the uh, self-educate and find the truth for themselves, because that might obligate them to, I guess, um, form some sort of action or yeah, form some sort of action their, if they their mindset. you know self-educate and find something yeah along those lines. Yeah, man. You know, it's true, and I appreciate the you know the compliment. Um, I mean, it's not easy, and we're not, you know, we've, we've by no means figured it out. That's why we're, you know, the main reason for starting the podcast was to reach out to other people and just see if anybody was even thinking, you know, along the same lines or even just curious. I mean, asking questions and like, hey, man, does, does anybody else feel, feel weird about what's, what's going on in the world or the way things are being done? Because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me, and I think you kind of touched on it earlier you know if people you feel like if people were presented with the truth or with you know right information that they would just go ahead and ascribe to it and be like okay let's all get on board and you know work cohesively and and you know work together and get this stuff done and make the world a better place but it it seems like you know it's either every man for themselves or every woman for themselves or the people are just ignorant and in the dark about about what's going on, or they don't want to. They don't even want to entertain or talk about, you know, some of the subjects that you know. Hopefully, we'll get into in, in the in on future podcasts and even in, and even this one. Yeah, because I mean, it makes them fear that they might have to do something about it. You know, people don't want to take action, or people just want to live their lives in their own world and not have to, you know, sometimes stand up for what they believe, might believe is wrong or you know, take a stand against certain things. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's there's probably a lot of different, you know, a lot of different reasons for that. And, <clears throat> you know, you're not going to be able to change everybody's mind. So that's definitely not what, you know, we're out, out here trying to do. I'm not trying to, you know, preach to anybody or, you know, convince you of, 
of my line of thinking or, you know, any We're certain not. line of thinking. <laughs> of course we are. This is <laughs> watching. What is it? What, is, what do they say when they're hypnotizing people? Like, you know. You're the watch. Getting, you're getting my sleepy. watch or whatever. They'll swing yeah, the watch, watch back and forth. Yeah, you're getting very sleepy. Um, very sleepy. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll probably get accused of that at some point, trying to, <laughs> trying to brainwash people. New mind collective. Yeah, what, is, suspicion. what does that mean? What does that mean, new mind? What's wrong with the old mind? That old mind exactly. was great. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, yeah, change is scary. And, you know, the human brain likes patterns and finds safety and, and comfort in that. People but, get comfortable where they are. Right. And, you know, but being uncomfortable is what produces growth. So, unfortunately, that's kind of what the the kind of situations we need to uh, and to find you know need to try and put ourselves in. But before I get too off topic and start you know going into human psychology, you said that you know you feel like something needs to be done in regards to the Second Amendment. What you know? What do you think some some common sense or some practical steps that could be done or what? You know, what do you think the problem is? How can we fix it? Because, you know, you've probably listened to enough debates and you've, I would imagine, heard enough of both sides um, to know that... I mean, yeah, I can, you know, I can 100% understand both sides, you know. People don't want... People don't want, and we lost him... Again, hopefully, we can get him back here. There he is. A couple Hello. seconds. Hey. I don't know what's going on with that. That's weird. But uh, like I was saying, I was saying that, you know, I can understand both sides. Uh, obviously, just to put it blatantly, people don't want dead kids. I mean, I don't want dead kids. I don't, I don't want school shootings to happen. So I feel like something obviously has to change. Now, what that might be, I'm, I'll probably take different stands. And some people are saying, you know, oh, we need to ban guns, uh, ban bump stocks. I don't think that's, you know, going to change anything. I don't think the banning of alcohol during prohibition stopped people from drinking alcohol. I mean, it's just that simple. I feel like there needs to be something done with, like, obviously something's wrong with these people's mental state, the people that, you know, commit these atrocities. And I feel like that's what we need to look more to rather than the tool used. Because in the end, in the end, the guns is just a tool. It's it's the person who's holding the guns and making the decisions, and you know what what they do with their you know the firearm. So I feel like it definitely needs to be something toward the gun reform needs to be something pointed in the direction of mental health and background checks and making sure the person who is carrying the firearm is mentally stable and fit to carry a firearm. Absolutely. I mean, would you agree? Well, yeah. Excuse me, I'm, uh, I decided to go old school today and get a pack of Starbursts. I haven't had Starbursts in like 12 years. Good old Starbursts. And it just seemed like a good idea. <clears throat> but no, um, yeah, something something definitely should be done, I think. Um, nobody... Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think nothing... Yeah, I would say that I don't think nobody is saying like, oh, nothing should be done. Obviously, something should be, but I feel like there are, it should be something like... People are looking for the quickest answer, like, oh, the quickest answer is obviously, oh, we should ban guns, not like a smart answer. Right, because, you know, 
California, Chicago have the strictest gun laws, you know, are some of the strictest, and they still have some of the highest, you know, murder rates, or at least Chicago does. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, that's just outright, you know, outlawing guns altogether, or I'm not even entirely sure of, you know, what their, what their regulations are, but people still get killed there every day, a lot of people. Yeah. So... I'm actually not. curious to know, I think there was a country that had the strictest gun laws in the world, or they might have even banned guns, and their uh, homicide rate was extremely high. Let me see if I can't find that real quick. Sure. And, I mean, even even Great Britain, um, you know, guns are outlawed there, and, and they have a lot of knife killings, you know, so bad. I don't know if you heard of the, what the mayor said recently. Mayor, mayor London. of London or the... Yeah, the mayor of London about... You know, them prosecuting people caught with knives to the full extent of the law. And uh, I saw another video where, uh, I don't know if it was China or another place where these, this gang of people with machetes attacked a train station, you know, and killed like 30 people. So, you know, the bigger problem is kind of whatever's wrong with people, whatever's causing them to feel like they need to kill and, I mean, I guess certain people you can't deal with on a rational level. I don't know what the answer is on how to do it. But if, if you expect the government to do it for you, that's just going to have to make the government bigger and more powerful. Yeah. Uh, one of the countries was Mexico, which has an extremely high... Uh, amount of gun control and it has a lot of illegal guns in the country mm. it it has it, it had its let me see if I want to read this correctly Mexico registers its highest number of homicides on record this year mm. Mexico recorded 29,168 homicides last year according to preliminary government data published this week mm. And that just goes to show you, I don't like, uh, during Prohibition, like I said, obviously it didn't stop people from drinking alcohol. Sure. You know, if any, like, it's like the war on drugs. It's not, cocaine's illegal right now. It doesn't stop people from doing it. Nope. It doesn't. And there's, you know, and there's a clear, there's just a clear divide, I think, between what the American people want and what the government is willing to do. You know, there's there's so many different issues that the majority of people in the country feel one way about, but the politicians and the people in power don't, you know, enact those changes. And it's really easy to say, well, just vote them out. But there's, I mean, there's so many people. I, I think it's really hard, given our current system, for any citizen to really remain super up-to-date about all the political candidates Mm-hmm. And if anything, I think, you know, individuals should be given more power. One of the things that I, one of my suggestions was, you know, with technology to develop some sort of app where people can vote, you know, just from the app. And then, you know, it can reflect, it can reflect, <clears throat> I believe, maybe more accurately the, the majority. You know what I mean? On, on specific issues instead of necessarily trusting, um, Instead of necessarily trusting the government to do it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, like I'd agree. So uh, hold on, real quick, I want to go back to you. I want to ask you. So you agree something needs to be done with gun control. Yeah. But, you know, I want you to go in, and you just kind of touched on it with Mexico, too. So what, so what do you think some answers could be if, you know, in these gun-free zones, they're, you know, you're still having these crimes? And, like, are you talking about in Mexico or are you talking about the United States? In, in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's, like, what I feel it could be done? Yeah, if, if mm-hmm. you know, Chicago still has one of the highest homicide rates, if not the highest in the country, and they've got some of the strictest gun laws... What what could I mean? What could possibly be done? Uh, like I said earlier, I feel like better. Um, well, I mean, in places like Chicago, uh, Detroit, uh, the crime rate you know is just incredibly high there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like crime rate uh, is might be a different subject altogether. But you know, um, well, what could be done with gun control? Rate. What were you saying? Well, I was talking about homicide rate, not just not just crime in general, but uh, you're just talking about homicide rate, yeah. And so I just feel like I don't feel everyone should have a gun, obviously, you know. I feel like what could be done is, uh, I mean, I saw my one of my friend's brother buy a gun the other day, and it was just, you know, a couple forms. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that anybody could buy the like Obviously, they do a background check and all these things, but I'm just saying I feel like it should be a longer process and more of like how, you know, do you does anybody here have a family or anybody in your family tree have history of mental illness or you know maybe making them take a mental fortitude test or something along those lines just not just something that's more of like are you fit mentally and you know whatever else have you to carry a firearm around sure well i guess one of the problems is or why people feel so strongly Is or at least why, or at least why I would speculate this is, is that the Constitution and the amendments aren't up for debate. And one mm-hmm. problem that I could foresee is that if those, if there was like extra measures put in place, like hoops that people would have to jump through, or just you know um, some sort of system and you know step by step process, there's a lot of potential. For the government to get involved and keep people, you know, if you so you're basically giving the government power to control your access to firearms. And one of the big arguments of why the Second Amendment was even uh, proposed by the founding fathers was for you know militia prevention from government tyranny, right? From government tyranny, so (laughs) government tyranny. Excuse me. So if you're doing that, you're basically giving the government control. Mm-hmm. Over the thing that's supposed to protect you from them, you understand? So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I don't know. Obviously, something has to be done, but I don't believe in giving, you know, control to the government <clears throat> and giving them control over something that's meant to protect you from them explicitly. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like I'm saying I don't believe in that either. I definitely believe that. If you want to purchase a firearm and you're mentally fit, by all means, you can purchase one. Right. I'm just saying that something obviously has to happen, and I feel like that the, a step in the right direction would be better tests for mental illness. Sure. I agree. I think I, I agree. Well, you know, I'm, I don't necessarily agree that I think uh, people should be 
with necessarily the implication of mental health testing in firearms because unless there was, um, what do you call it, uh, proper contingencies or accountability in place because, you know, people in power lie and make up stories a lot as it is. So what's to stop them from saying, oh, you know, all these people are mentally unstable for this reason or that reason. And then, you know, preventing people from uh, obtaining firearms and blocking their freedom and liberty just because they've, you know, decided to lie or make something up. What's to, you know, what would prevent that from happening? Well, I feel like it's, I don't know if it should necessarily be the government saying, this is what we determine as mental illness or, you know, something along those lines. I feel like it should be maybe even up to the state to determine what it should be because I feel like obviously, um, like you said, prevention from government, government tyranny, I don't feel like it should take away, they're taking away the thing that obviously protects us from them. I feel like it should be up to a state decision of what is mentally and um, mentally and mentally fit and unmentally fit, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely maybe have, you know, smaller state oversight. But I think I think there there just needs to be kind of like a mental health campaign. I think that one of the biggest answers to any sort of problem that we face is just good information. So I know, you know, with like smoking, you know, the uh, cigarette, you know, ads and stuff like that, like, you know, True. putting out information about what actually happens, you know, if you smoke cigarettes long term or you know, two packs of cigarettes a day or three packs of cigarettes a day for 20 years, you know, is a good deterrent to get people to stop smoking just because it's accurate. And, you know, the majority of intelligent, bright people are going to make good choices when presented with, excuse me, I got to think of good information. So I feel like with mental health, you know, if there was just good information out there and... And it was done the right way, kind of like the way drugs, I think, should be handled as more of a mm-hmm. public health issue than, you know, just beating people with a stick and throwing them in, in a cage a lot of the time. Yeah. So I'm not saying not that that happens all the time, but, you know, a lot of the time. And, you know, take care of our, our fellow man, you know. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Did we lose him again? Three times. Hello. Hello. Three times. Mr. returned. Mr. F, that you have left and come. Strike. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> Somebody uh, doesn't want you yeah, on the like podcast. You. It's been hacked. <laughs> Run. Or uh, it's the NSA. Run under their watch. The but, all uh, seeing eye. Big brother. Uh, hey, hey, real quick. Have you ever <laughs> seen, um, what's it called? Handmaiden? Or Handmaid's Tale? Have you ever heard of that show? No, I have not. It's actually pretty interesting. If you're into uh, post-apocalyptic worlds, it's uh, it's actually pretty interesting. It's, is it on Netflix? It is. Uh, actually, I think it might be on Hulu. I think it's a Hulu original. <laughs> but... Uh, very very good show I recommend it it's they're coming out with their uh, second season and I don't know exactly where I was going with that or maybe just talking about you know government and whatnot made me think about that brother but anyway yeah. I wanted to say that we're coming to the 
uh, you know, we still got a little bit of time left on the podcast. And I wanted to get back to the free speech question. We kind of touched on, you know, the Second Amendment a little bit. <clears throat> what do you think with the people that think that freedom of speech shouldn't be allowed anymore? What is your What is your first reaction to that? State. That they should be put, they should be, they should be put in a loony bin. <laughs> Straight I, mean, like, I mean, I I can understand, like with a second amendment, I can understand better gun reform because obviously people are being harmed by it. But when it comes to free speech, the only harm that's coming is people's feelings. You know, hey, well, like it's feelings. What was that? Feelings are important. You know, things are important. <laughs> I feel things exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, you know it's. I don't feel like something should be done about free speech. I feel like that's just kind of... It's free. People need... People... Yeah, I know. Like, people just... I feel like there's a point where people just need to grow up and say, you know, obviously in life, people are going to say things that I don't like. And I just have to deal with it. You're not going to go through your entire life everyone treating you like, you know, you're very special and never going to say anything mean about you. It's the real world. People... There are going to be people who are just mean to you and they're just going to say nasty things about you and you just kind of have to deal with that. Well, what, I mean, well, well, let me ask you this. What do you think? Do you think that hate speech exists? Yes. Do you think that that's a real thing? Do you think, do you think that hate speech should be allowed? Well, well define hate speech. speech. I've well, that, well I'm going to ask you to define hate speech, but do you think hate speech, you said you think it exists, do you think that that should be, do you think hate speech should be against the law? first I guess or if you want to define it first and then say whether or not you think it should be against the law up to you I would say hate speech is targeted towards a specific group of people um, I guess just hmm, targeted towards a specific group of people I'd say like a greater form of slandering like just uh, maybe demo- not demoralizing mm. Maybe I'm trying to find the right word for, because I know it's not. It's like a worse form of slander. It's like, you know, you're talking about this group of people and insulting them and all these things. Maybe like a minority group. I mean, I don't know how I would put it exactly, how I'd phrase it, but I mean, what would your uh, what would your definition be? Um, I guess for me because. You know, I think people are entitled to their opinions, you know, regardless of how ignorant their opinions are. Um, mm. But I think that for hate speech, for me, for it to be considered hate speech, it would have to be a speech that is violent in nature. You know, because I think that that, you know, that's what, you know, me being a Christian in the Bible, it says, you know, if you have hatred in your heart towards your brother, you might as well be guilty of murder. I think that it's hatred that leads towards violence. And so, for me, I would look at hate speech in that context and see what speech is, you know, promoting violence, talking about violence, talking about how any sort of specific person or group should be harmed. Like, that kind of stuff, I don't think should be tolerated at all. And I, you know, I think that's where the the true place for the outrage is. 
And I think that the other stuff, just the people's opinions, I think should be taken with a grain of salt. And people can say, hey, you know, I've got self-esteem or I know, you know, I have a brain and I know that what this person's saying about me is completely not true. They're ignorant, you know, whatever. And there's a, you know, a public you know, service announcement or uh, a public, you know, ad campaign talking about, you know, accurate information or, you know, that type of issue. And, you know, there's a clear definition of what is opinion and what is fact. Because I think it's gotten conflated, you know, recently too. too Yeah, they've kind of been intertwined. Um, It's... Like like you were saying with hate speech, the definition is hate speech is speech that attacks a person or group on basis of attributes such as race, religion, ethnic origin, sexual orientation, disability, or gender. And I don't, obviously, I'm not, um, you know, promoting that. I'm like, it's. I definitely agree with you that it's you know it's horrible and it should never be done. I'd say like that in maybe like a public sense, you know, because obviously. Racism exists in the world. Uh, misogyny exists. Misandry exists. Uh, all those, you know, people, all these kind of people that have a hatred towards a specific group, or I feel like that's always going to exist in the world. You can never really, you know, ban it. It's just, it's always there. But, yeah, I wouldn't say banning it on, maybe, like I said, in a public format, like, obviously you can't go on the internet maybe or even in a public place with a megaphone and say I hate X and X and X specific group of people for so and so and so and so like I obviously feel like that should be something should definitely be done about that but um, obviously not like a private someone goes to a police and says a policeman and says this person called me so and so when we were you know it was just the two of us because obviously how can you tell if he's you know speaking the truth or not yeah yeah no I mean I get it I I think that it's crazy that people would even suggest or even consider outlawing the First Amendment. Um, I don't know if they just don't understand what that actually means or if they don't care. Because for me, I'm looking further down the road and seeing what society's going to look like in 20 years or how the world's going to operate in, in 20 years. And if you start doing the things that people are suggesting now, the world's going to look very, very different, and I know I personally don't think that that I'm going to like it, because what it, what it eventually boils down to, there's a lot of people that masquerade under the under the guise of of good intention, and trying to make the world a better place, but really, and whether that's true or not, it doesn't really matter, because the more control that we the people lose the the more potential things have to turn around and bite us in the butt. Something I'm actually curious about is, um, so what's the alternative for, you know, maybe even banning the second minute, banning free speech? What what's the, like what's your what's their idea there? What happens when that gets banned? So you're just not allowed to say anything you want, or what's going to be what's going to replace it? Or what's going to happen if you say something that somebody doesn't like? I'm just curious what the alternative or what the um, option is other than free speech or what's going to happen with that. Like, I just, I'm not totally sure if they actually have a plan. Well, there is a. uh, Are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? Yes, I know Jordan. So, I mean, he's in Canada and I think they were trying to arrest him or at least bring him up on some human rights violations for. 
you know, stating his opinion. I know in, I think in England maybe, people can be arrested for, you know, certain Twitter posts or people have been. Um, I know in a lot of communist countries or China, you know, you can get arrested. You're not allowed to say whatever you want if you speak out against, you know, a certain group that's, you know, has ties with the people in power, then you can get arrested if you say anything against the government or, or just, you know, whatever. Whoever decides that policy, um, you know, it's up to them. What a world. <laughs> what a world we live in. The people are honestly thinking, like, maybe that's a better alternative to what we have now. Well, people I don't would... think they think that... I don't think that they think that is what's going to happen. I think that, you know, people are silly enough and naive enough that, you know, to think that they're not going to repeat the the same historical mistakes that have been made by taking the same steps that people in the past have taken, which is insane, as we know. I think it's interesting that the people who are speaking out against free speech have never had their speech inhibited. You know, It is interesting. They've never been under the magnifying glass saying, you know, you can't say this and this and this and this or else, you know. It's always just kind of been, you know, you can say whatever you want, so they've never have really had their rights threatened. Yeah, and there's and there's a high you know, and there's a high level of stubbornness I think associated with that. Because you can see in other countries where there isn't as much freedom that the typically the groups that they're representing are, you know, suppressed in those places. So you're right, it is funny that they can even have the freedom to speak out or speak about whatever subject or, you know, topic that they represent and not have any backlash for it. And even in some cases have the support of the, the majority or at least the majority of, of legislative control or power. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Like, uh, it's kind of weird. We're, we're probably the most free and, I mean, I, I could be wrong, obviously. The country that has the most, like, religious freedom, you know, all like, kind of these freedoms and rights and people are wanting to take them away and maybe go to more of like an authoritarian, you know, like form of government. I just think that's very strange. Yeah, I'm just, I'm caught in the middle. I'm not sure whether they're just oblivious to the fact that that's where things could be headed or if that's what they actually want and think that that would be a, a better alternative to, you know, to what we have right now. Or, mm, what, absolutely. We, or what we've had for the last, you know, couple hundred years. But that's why we are, you know, that's why I'm here doing the new mom uh, pod collect. I can't even, I can't even talk. I'm so, I'm so in a tizzy over this political turmoil. <laughs> this this uproar. These people, these people that want to take away, take away my freedoms and the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And what's next? The Third Amendment, which I have no idea what it is. I think it's something to unlawful unlawful search and seizure, maybe. Let me look. I think it's unlawful search and seizure. You better not be searching Uh, my stuff unlawfully. Okay, so no soldier in the time of peace. uh, Wait, what the heck? On quartering soldiers in private homes without the owner's consent forbidding the practice in peacetime. Sandwich. All right, so anyway, the point is, I don't want to lose my rights, man. 
I just yeah, want I just want to have freedom. And so that's why we're doing the New Mind Collective podcast. That's why we're talking about these things. That's why we're getting the message out there. And we're trying to build a community of people that are like-minded, that can talk about these things. And, um, you know, we're not anarchists so or, uh, you know, anti-government, so please don't come and, you know, and take me out. I'm just trying to motivate and encourage the good people that are listening to go out and make a positive difference in the world. Start an organization, uh, volunteer somewhere, you know, give your time, be a good person, keep listening to the podcast, stuff like that. Austin, are you still there? Oh my gosh, this guy keeps leaving me. He's he's only getting paid. He's only getting paid you're getting, for. You're only I'm getting, getting paid nothing. Don't don't even lie. I'm you're getting only, paid nothing. <laughs> you're only getting paid uh, 25% of, of, of what your contract was supposed to be. You you've been <laughs> you've been gone too many times. I understand. I docked you 25%. Yeah, coming out, coming which, out of my salary, of which was nothing. So hey, which was nothing though. But you know, hey, we're excited. I was telling uh, the guests we were going to keep coming back to the podcast. We're excited for new episodes. Will you be back? Austin in the future, man. You think you'll be on again? Or you think you'll be? Uh, you think you'll be too busy? You know, you this one didn't. Be... This one didn't go too well, so I'm probably not. Probably not. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep trying. Maybe we'll keep trying until you know, until we, till we finally get it. We need to. We need to do a, an episode in person, and and see and see uh, what the difference is versus over the interwebs and and live in the studio, aka yeah. my apartment. Sound good? All right, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on. It's always a pleasure. Everybody, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the New Mind Collective Podcast.